This week, we played Life is Strange, the game that asks, would you rather have a dead dad or two broke legs? Would you rather have a gay friend in a wheelchair or a gay friend in a regular chair? Would you rather watch your best friend get shot or kill her parents with a time tornado? Would you rather get eaten out to bright eyes or cry to a fucking full song? Would you rather be a successful photographer but have to bury all your friends or be a successful stereotype and bury your gaze? Oh my god. That was... (laughs) Jesus Christ, Sean. Okay. That was it. (laughs) Okay, very good. Alright, so... Oh, Christ. Yeah, Life is Strange. And, well, first of all... Life is Strange. No, but I was saying the title. Uh, One (laughs) thing I do appreciate is that in Life is Strange, they go out of their way super explicitly to never have a character say the title. There's, like, three Mm -hmm. moments in the last, like, 20 minutes even um, where somebody goes, man, life is... And then, like, weird (laughs) you can can hear the fucking wink uh in in, in the voices that's uh no it's i mean it's it's even it's like at the end of the game when you're watching when you're watching the town with this tornado it's it's oh and they're they're lowering chloe into the ground and she actually punches through the coffin and says how weird this life (laughs) What strange times! Oh, and that's credit right. smashed. Yeah, to credits. that was a good ending. Yeah. So no, was, yeah, I loved it. You did. You was, cried I, like a like a fucking. I I actually cried. I actually cried so much. Ugly no, it was because it was really. Hey, I wasn't. It was like you ever see that Snapchat or that picture, that screenshot of the Snapchat where it's that guy and he's got the camera really low and he's got the flash on and he's in a club. And he's just, there are oh, tears yeah. streaming down his face. Yeah, I know and he exactly says, what he's you're just, talking about. Why know. am I crying in the club right now? Oh, the club right now? Classic. That was me. One, because I went into this game with such a shitty attitude. Uh, yeah, um, that's true. It did I know, I did. I did. I, went, I mean, I, I went into it. I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this. Really oh, I'm going to hate this. This was made for me to hate. Like, it was made for me to satisfy my hatred. And what I did was I tied a big, a uh, big rock to a rope and tied the rope around my sternum and I walked to the edge of a big pit and I threw the rock in and that was me playing the game and I was digging like I dug my heels in and it was pulling me like clearly pulling me I threw the rock in myself and the whole time I was like oh I hate this this isn't even isn't even good uh and with every inch I was like well I, I like that scene or well that was touching or oh this song is really good that music cue is really well done to the point where at the end of it when uh that full song kicks in I was ugly crying like i was in a ball in my chair just like yo so but me did, and my yeah. boys when we play when we play video games <laughs> when we play emotional video games we do fucking yeah. we get uh an anchor an acme brand anchor and we put we yeah. set up <laughs> an, an, a, a complex series of pulleys uh to catch you know to catch our feelings with that's and, <laughs> and then and then as we we race them right off the edge of the cliff look into the camera gulp hold up a sign that says oh boy not again as we pull it down <laughs> and make a little dust cloud on the ground and that's it that's yeah I, you know i gotta say though i think because I, I wasn't nearly as affected uh, and it's not i don't think it's just because i was you know either cynically distant or you know just 
Kind no, of like, but, hey, buddy, it's good. Buddy, it's good. What are you going to say? Well, say no. What I'm saying is that I think that the reason that you liked it well, what are you so trying much to say? is that... What are you trying well, to say? Well, because so in the story, it's a story about two... It's about two best friends, and it's more specifically about a gay, about your gay best friend. And yeah. I think that that you that you're my gay best friend. I I I no, you know what? I think it was a game about two straight friends having a really straight good time, <laughs> just like Brokeback Mountain. About- <laughs> just like Broke. This <laughs> is about two cowboys going on a camping trip, and just having a good time. Well, um, look, I'll tell you. You sometimes you just what is it? You just got to uh, you just bury that shit, man. You just gotta bury it. Yeah, you just gotta smell Jake Gyllenhaal's shirt and cry. What's the line at the um, end of the short it's, uh, story? I was trying to oh, do it, but I completely. Oh god, I used to be able to do I the know, whole monologue. You would do it for so me. Good. This is how you I, told. <laughs> this is how you told me that you were now my gay best friend. This is I like, was asking. This is how you did it. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's like it was cool. I did like. I really did like a lot of the like just the friendship moments. Like you know, just like. Walking down, you know, the train tracks, holding hands delicately. It's nice and idyllic. Um, I gotta say, though, I don't think it hit as hard because, like, you know, it's you can only do that if it's two, like, like women. Because it's two, because, if it's, it's two because gay I'm, women, it, because two gay men, they express that same kind of quiet, saluted, solitudinous friendship by beating uh, each other with tire irons in a junkyard. And they no, it's, they just vogue at each other a lot. Right, okay. They just. <laughs> They just no sorry sorry no you're right you're right I'm yeah. sorry <laughs> dude I, I, just, <laughs> I love yeah no love uh, I love voguing uh, I love there's um, I don't think there's a lot of voguing in this game though it's very yeah. muted it's kind of like that well oh it was uh I I I found the passage I found the oh the yeah read mountain. it please it was after yeah was, I'm just gonna read the whole I'm gonna read the paragraph in the last bit all right hit us so, around the time. Jack began to appear Why in his you dreams. Why do say it like that? Jack is he at say first it norm- seen Say it normally, you Curly-headed and no, smiling okay. and buck-toothed, talking about getting up off his pockets and into the control zone. But the can of beans with the spoon handle jutting out and balanced on the log was there as well, in a cartoon shape and lurid colors that gave the dreams a flavor of comic obscenity. The spoon handle was the kind that could be used as a tire iron, and he would wake sometimes in grief. Sometimes with the old sense of joy and release. The pillow sometimes wet. Sometimes the sheets. There was open space between what he knew and what he tried to believe. But nothing could be done about it. And if you can't fix it, you've got to stand it. That's the end. That's the end of it. Yeah, it's gay best friends uh, 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 kick each other in the balls. Man. <laughs> You know that really makes a, me. That really makes me want to just like you know sit back like, roll like a joint with, <laughs> like a page they tore out of like my mom's Bible, like roll it up with like you know yeah. a verse, really burn it, and then just post that last bit to like, you know, cushionwisdom.tumblr.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, all right, let's, I'm so I'll yeah. let's, let me let's kick off. I think let's kick off the show officially, official, uh, efficiently. So, folks, it's uh, it's a beautiful Tuesday here in New Donk City, and coincidentally, 
Beautiful Tuesday is a really cool nickname to have if you're currently serving time in anime jail. <laughs> now, friends, Romans, people who drink Dayquil during the night and drink NyQuil during the day, and people who drink both to achieve a kind of liminal consciousness between life and death that can't be expressed in any other commercial drug. We're all gamers here. You're standing out, gazing at this, this digital plinth, this 18th century villa, this 18th century Italian villa, all pixelated, the villagers standing around, the, the, the smell of bagnacotta, uh, wafting through from the vine fields, the the you know, um, the voxel vine fields, as the workers pick the finest grapes to turn into video game wine, to give you like three seconds of you know status effect, and as you walk <laughs> through the the square, just talk with them. You get to talk with them. That's what we're here for. This is the talking simulator. Now that so Okay, so you know one of the I think you were you you were saying like oh you we might not have been recording when we said this but you said something like yeah I hate hate this shit because it's like or initially I hated it because it felt like it was tailor made for someone like me uh, to to be nostalgic about the teen years. Um, I felt a little bit like that too. Not that much. Uh, my interests were yeah. too grotesque and, and esoteric and, um, you know, arguably, um, uh, you know, arguably illegal. Um, <laughs> but it was mostly just buying uh, drugs off the deep web. But they dropped Kerouac. And I did read a good bit of Kerouac in high school. But be not because I thought it was cool. But because I was like, this guy can't be that fucking cool. Uh, and yeah. you know what? I read his stuff and I got to say, man, from, from then on, I've, you know, I'm just always, I'm always Kerouacking it. I do, oh, I, dude, I do, come I do care, I do care hand jobs too. <laughs> no, I do care ass jobs, which uh, <laughs> for all the purity boys out there, that's when you, uh, you take a dick between the ass cheeks and you kind of slide it in there like you would if you only if you if like so you know how a hot dog bun it doesn't it it has like that joint it's joined at the bottom like if a hot yeah. dog bun was also joined at the top but still had the separation oh. in the middle and you had to really get it in there um <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know i gotta say like you know reading a lot of kerouac it um i'm pretty much i'm pretty much always 
on the load. Stop it! Yeah, but no, this game it really does it play. Uh, overall, I you know I did like it. I think you liked it more, um, but I it really did read to me like one of those. She was a hurricane, and I was just a drizzle, um, kind of like a yeah. like a John Green, uh, Steve Chabosky kind of. You yeah, know. she was a hurricane, and I was a tight, barely oh, legal. God, that dude. Was, that was, that was, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Christ! Oh, oh my God! <laughs> she <laughs> she was nine eleven, and I was unable to stop the government from doing her. <laughs> and you know what that's the thing is this you can tell this is a french game not just because there's you know like blue-haired lesbians in it arguably um you you can tell it's a french game because all the characters pretend like the aids crisis never happened oh dude that's how i'm sorry no no you can tell because they just (laughs) they do that they do well no you can tell because you can tell (laughs) because the first thing that Max does when she gets her time travel powers isn't go back and stop 9-11. That's, oh my god. You, <laughs> no, actually. You, you didn't right. even think about that, I did you? I never even thought, well, no, she, okay, so. Although Chloe was here, her here own my personal two, no, 9-11. My, okay, here, here are my two functional problems with okay, that. Yeah. For one, if she tries to rewind more than a couple of minutes, it gets all messed up no, and she yells I know, out, I, I can't rewind anymore. Secondly, she can do, like, that major time traveling through Polaroid photographs. Right. Uh, but, like, who has a Polaroid of 9-11? Who was on the street and saw that and went, oh, shit, and pulled out their Kodak, <laughs> their fucking Like their a hundred Polaroid people, dude, it was pretty well documented. You know, I was going to say, no, but, like, they all had, like, little cam- cell phone cameras, DSLRs. I mean, there are people there. Can you imagine somebody taking out their Polaroid after a plane <laughs> crashes into the World Trade Center? And then, and looking, and they're going, oh, my God, oh, my God, someone has to help. And they're frantically waving the Polaroid. <laughs> Oh my god! Shaking it, shaking it back and forth. (laughs) Which does nothing, by the way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's purely an aesthetic thing. It's okay. So, (laughs) so the game we played through the game. I I've got complaints about it. Um, There's there's a lot of functional complaints, a lot of little things. um, But really, all in all, like. Shout out to Ashley Birch and who oh, yeah. who is the other lead? You can look that up real quick. Uh, She's got it. Yeah, we got to um, give a proper shout out. Uh, the one who played Max. Yeah, hold on. Um, uh, yeah, no. Shout out that is. Yeah. Hold on, Courtney Wagner. Courtney. No, Hannah Tell. Hannah Tell. Hannah Tell. Hannah Tell. Yeah, yeah, shout Hannah out Tell. to Hannah Tell. There were some some voice acting things in in, in here that were a little inconsistent, um, but they I my God, they just they killed it. They were, like if you close you close your eyes and it's just it just feels like a real conversation most of the time most of the time. Um, yeah. But really, shout out to them. Really carried a, they carried this sorry. game for me through the first episode because I was yeah. really not enjoying What's- myself. But, Let's backpedal really quick because yeah. Courtney Wagner is one of the characters that Hannah Tell voices. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I miss her the IMDb her. credits. Oh god. Gotta credit Courtney Wagner, the character who you couldn't even remember was a character. 
Um, I remember Hannah Courtney. Tilted. Dude, I do. Yeah. No, I, I talked to Courtney a good dude. I was supposed to get dolled up with her for the Vortex Club oh. party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I. Because I, Courtney was like, Are you interested? And you had the choice, and I was like, No. I didn't even think it was going to come up later, but. Um, I should have, because it's a video game. But yeah, yeah. Well, no, you yeah. know, I, I was feeling it because I was playing Max as a really wonderful person who isn't at all using her time travel powers to be, com- like, a perfect manipulative narcissist. Yeah. That was the, the path I fell down. Tells you a little Which something I mean about me. Which you just described being a teenager. I, and, yeah. that's And that's one of the things this game does incredibly fucking well. Okay, yeah. but let's let's get into let's get into the gameplay. Let's do a little bit. Sure, of, let's, let's do, let's do a little bit of a verbal analysis on it, a little bit more. Yeah. To kind of appreciate what's going on, so there's the whole time travel mechanic thing, but a big, very large part of the game is simply identifying things in the environment that are yeah. interactable, that are ph- photographable, people that you can talk to, or situations that you could set up to like you know that you know ways that you could create a chain reaction of sorts you know in tandem with your with your aligned powers right in fact i believe in a couple situations you get new options to look at things based on the results of a time travel bit right yeah so well and and yeah just real quick, just to, I mean, because you wrote, we've got we're talking about looking, yeah, looking at things and looking as a gameplay verb. I mean, really quick before we get into potentially eviscerating that as a verb, um, this is a mechanic that has been in every adventure game, yeah, since the beginning of adventure games. I mean, you literally looking is one of the only ways you interact with your environment in adventure games. I was actually playing uh, the Borderlands Telltale game for comparison. Um, which okay. came out, nice. I think, before Life is Strange, but I don't. That doesn't. I don't want to forgive its clunkiness. Like that game's funny, and I do like the Borderlands universe, so I'm I'm a little bit of a, a fan boy. Right. Um, so I'm a sucker in that way, but um, it's way clunkier. And you, in that game, when you look at things, you get a nice little chunk of Troy Baker's or or whoever plays the female lead in that game. Um, their monologue it's either informative uh where it's like oh that's the box i need to push or it's like color text it's flavor text Mm -hmm. and it's funny that looking is so because it's a staple of adventure games but it's so necessary and life is strange and it's weird because the reward is the most bland narration from (sighs) this person but it's funny because she it, it almost there's there's this George Saunders short story called Victory Lap yeah that is from the point of view of a young man who's on the track team with super controlling parents and a young woman who's a dancer with parents who are like super uh, like they hide her from things they're right. not controlling but they protect her uh-huh. yeah um, and so their inner monologues uh, play out in this story as if their parents were listening to them. And so they frame all of their thoughts this way. The male character, he swears in his head, and the voice of his father comes in and says, come on now, Greg, very verboten, or something like that. Um, No, and so when I was playing as Max in the game, and when she's narrating, and when she's describing the objects she sees, it so felt as though she was doing the same thing, where she had the voice of the patriarch, or or like the, the, you know, the she knew that her thoughts were being listened to to some degree because they're so clean and boring yeah. and not at all what thoughts are. 
Um, mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, they they. I mean, they are flavor taxed, but they're so like I said. In my opinion, the flavor is pretty bad. It needs a little salt. Um, <laughs> no, it's like all this kind of pithy shit in general. Um, yeah. At, at best, it's like I'm in a, it, uh, here's a reference. At worst, it just really reminds you you're in a video game. Yeah, but well, or even I mean, at its most, or really uh, uh, no, but but I, I yeah. just want to reiterate, like yeah. really bless. Uh, what was it? Is it Hannah Tell? Hannah Tell. Hannah yeah. Tell. Bless her because my God, um, just I most of those things I didn't even hear them. I just heard how she was saying them. And that got me through it. Um, yeah. She, I mean, you know, well, that was wonderful. No, and Hannah, Hannah Tell did a really good job. And I mean, I even think, like, because um, with some of the narration, it's like you'll highlight, let's let's see Courtney, for example, or let's say um, Alyssa. I think that's a character in this yeah. game. You highlight Alyssa, and you hit look, and Max goes, there's Alyssa. I hope everything works out for her. <laughs> or, you know, or there's Alyssa. We should really be better friends. Um, which, like, if it were a real teenager, she would look at Alyssa and think, "Thank God, I'm thank God, I'm skinnier than her. Thank God, I, I don't look at me. Don't look me in the eyes. Nobody look me in the eyes. You know what I mean? Because I, my my, and I don't mean to say that to like pigeonhole her like the stereotypical female narration. That's not what I mean. I just mean that's what I would be thinking. Yeah. Um. Because I, you're, uh, for me, yeah. I'd look at guys cloistered. Yeah. Little, yeah. I'd be like, he's, he, he, you, you. Every within five seconds of looking at someone, I've assessed whether or not they are a physical threat to me. Then secondarily, an emotional threat. It takes you because... five seconds. How have you survived? <laughs> I look at a guy, and at sub at like sub millisecond rates, I can already know that he has a better thigh gap than me. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's quantum processing. Five it's seconds. How do you, you see breathe? the holy math? That's How do I? Breathe? I don't. Oh, I was dumb. That's I was dumb. Uh, and I when I say I says we I say within five seconds okay. I get an accurate okay. read. And that's after I've done all the calculations. Mm-hmm. And I just mean like my my narration was such a paranoid like uh, feverish. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, I got anxious, you. Anxious. Yeah, like, now yeah. what we're doing at this point? I I feel like we're we're a little offshoot, which we're just back to complaining about things about the game that we didn't like. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. looking is, it's a verb here. Looking is, it's mm-hmm. one of, the, like, three main verbs. And let's just, you know, lay, quickly lay, lay that out. Looking is one of them. Um, reversing is another one. And the third one, I would argue, is making decisions. I, I know that does, yeah. like, deciding, I guess, to put it in, 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 in verbic form. Um, those are the three, and the, I think one of the questions is that we're trying to answer, you know, mostly with kind of each of these, is that it's like, are do the verbs are they well are they versatile? Do they mesh well? You know, in the in the kind of the you know the Mark Brownian tradition, um, are does the game operate from a core set of uh, of of verbs, and from it produce a game that relies on all of them in a way that reinforces them, strengthens them and makes them necessary for each other's existence and allows you to recombine them in, in ways that uh, produce uh, new and, and, and kind of novel behavior. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm um, giving it a soft. Yes. Also. Be- yeah. Because a soft, a there's soft. a limit 
on what you can do, right? Like, yeah. if you can, you can reverse time to change decisions. Um, you can also, using your kind of looking interface, you can you can reverse to get more your new options, more options, uh, no, like undo consequences and notice things earlier. It's it is as the central means through which you move through the game, right? It's yeah, it's simple, but it pretty well works. It pretty well does work. Um, the only sections really that it starts to fall apart is when it really heavily relies on any one of them. Um, except, I would argue, except for one pivotal scene, right? But, you know, there's like those stealth sections and like, I they, they do mesh you closer to the story. It's like, oh, here's how Max solves these problems with her time travel. Um, oh, they're shoehorned, though. It's pretty shoehorned. I mean, it feels like they the were doing it. The nicest thing you can say is that they're shoehorned. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah, that's the most, that's the highest compliment I can give those stealth yeah, sections. Yeah, I, which... I think so, but this is also, like, one of the, I think it's the com- one of the common complaints about it. Um, yeah. I think Marvel, like, one of the times in, one of the best sequences in the game, I think, for me, was ha- being stripped of the reverse power when you have to oh, talk, yeah. when you have to talk down Kate. Now, that because that really let me flex a skill that I wasn't fully sure that I had developed, but lo and behold, I, I had strengthened it, and I aced that fucking scene, dude. Uh, dude, I I saved her. I saved her so goddamn hard that like calls to suicide hotlines when words went out, they plummeted. <laughs> they plummeted. I am responsible for a thirty-seven percent nationwide drop in in in, in calls to the suicide well, hotline. And and it's because you looked around a room, right? Pretty much. Pretty yeah, much. well, no, because they're with that scene. There are these key. There are two key things. Like, well, and we're talking about linking the verb to the actual. To yeah, the way you yeah, yeah. The way that you're tested. Well, and so you, so with Kate, you have to have like a series of, I think four or five quote unquote positive interactions. Like when you're in the shower and Victoria and that other girl write the link to the video yeah. where Kate. Uh, yeah. people. You can you have choices whether to wipe it off. So I wiped it off. When you go into a room, you see a picture of her and her sisters, of which she tells you she right. only has sisters. Yeah. You see uh, her Bible because you know she's religious. And like these are there's a point where you can say like you can't do it. Your blank yeah. would miss you, and it's like your father, your brothers, your sisters. And if you say brothers, I mean Kate's gonna be like, I don't even what like, <laughs> you don't care about me at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. So this totally, I think a great point about the unification of of the ver- kind of the verbs in, in this game. Now, the the problem with that scene, otherwise great, felt so good to do, is that you really, really, it's very heavy about giving you feedback about if you're doing well or not. Oh, like, it almost feels like um, uncomfortably really awkwardly so. spliced in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's like, true. You, uh, you do really care about me. Ding, 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 ding. One more yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's like... No, because then yeah. she juts back to, I should just do it. Right. You know? No, it, I know. Yeah, she's like, you do care about me, but I should just... Yeah. <laughs> it and doesn't I mean, feel even, organic. No. Did you find the Bible? By the way, um, I, I found Jesus. 
Okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, in, in her room, did you find the Bible? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I did. I don't... Okay, because then one of the things... I didn't find the Bible, but I looked it up later, and apparently, if you find the Bible when you're up there, you can quote the scripture at her. Fuck, that's I think cool. you have to... Yeah, you have to just remember which scripture it is. I do remember, um, mostly. I know it was like... Yeah, because it's the one that condemns suicide, yeah. and you say... Doesn't it say in, like, Matthew 3.18? Yes. Uh, Thou shalt not, yeah. Yeah. Um... And she's and she she literally like a Scooby Doo villain snaps her fingers and goes, "Go oh, darn it, <laughs> you got me! Yeah, no. You trapped me in my own ideology." And now I um, have to not kill myself. Yep. She, yeah, no. That I would have preferred personally if it was, uh, you know, if it was, um, you know, Indica four twenty. That's my favorite Bible verse. <laughs> 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 Oh, and, uh, and that leads me to my favorite, absolute favorite thing about the time travel in this game is that you can make, in a section, when you're in Chloe's room, you can make yeah. her unsmoke a big fucking cloud of weed. <laughs> <laughs> you can rewind time right, right as she's exhaling and just... <laughs> well, it's, oh, it's funny uh, it's good if well, only is, i had that power to unsmoke all the weed that i've smoked then i could probably yeah. remember my childhood yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so overall great <laughs> well because okay yeah. no this is something else i was gonna bring up because like and this isn't just to, to shovel on the game because again i did i actually loved it like i'm gonna yeah. say i'm gonna put my my feet in the ground and sure. my hands in my ass, and I'm gonna say I loved it. I would say um, certified fresh. Certified, yeah. Give it an eighty-five. Well, no, I'm not talking, talking like a, a strong seventy, but sure. <laughs> but for me, for me, for me, yeah, for you. But so then, I think it's just like you got a team with time control powers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh God, what's that Nickelodeon movie where uh, the teens get that watch that can turn back time? Hold on, it's called like Watch Stoppers or oh, something. Shit. Um, hold on. Uh. Yeah. Clock stoppers, which is are like, you kidding me? That's oh, okay. Stoppers. Wait, sorry. I thought you a said teenager... I thought you said cl- uh, clock blockers. No, no, I, no. I it's wanted to hear that. Um, a teenager accidentally activates a machine that enables him to speed up his body so that other people seem to be standing still. Which, like, I liked that movie when I was a kid. I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, if like, I ever sp- if I speed up my body in public, people stand yeah. still, but in terror. Yeah, and also I want you to know that that. Uh, Clock Stoppers um, was directed by Jonathan Frakes, who plays uh, Riker <laughs> on <sighs> cool. the Next Generation. Nice. Um, okay. He's also he's been in a million other things, but the the point that I'm getting at is that you know there's it's they're vanilla gags, but even like he uses the watch to like pull down somebody somebody's pants. Which that's is, like, sex. Funny. That's sexual assault, man. That's not funny. No, well, it was his male friend. No, still, still, you're right. You're right. You're right. Not funny. Um, let me stop myself. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he's just, yeah, he's just like he's like, what are you gonna do with that watch? And he stops time and, and pants him, and everyone yeah. laughs. And, it's. I think it's um, better than like the the uh, kind of fantasy that like li- every single fucking guy has had, where like they dream about being able to stop time so they can just like. Yeah. Just have sex with people, which is so horrifying when you think about no, it. That's, Actually, um, no, I don't think every it? man has had that. I don't, I think that the only men that do are ones who grow up to like be in the alt right. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, or have or high risk. High risk. Well, no, and even and even like um, what is it? Because there's that movie, uh, like one, 
It was that movie about the guy that works in the grocery store that discovers he can stop time and he uses it to uh, I don't, to strip the I don't like this conversation. Them. That's oh, by the no, way, it's you know, I mean, it's, by the way, if you didn't let Daniel yeah. DaCosta draw you, and I know fifty eight percent of you didn't because you thought he was creepy, you're racist. <laughs> He's a good guy, well, so, and you're so just, okay. So back up, back up. Yeah. So just to get back to my original point, sure. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> so even in Clock Stoppers, there's this funny like, oh, he pants is somebody gag. Max gets up to literally none of these shenanigans, and you could argue that she's under a lot of stress or under a lot of pressure, and like a lot of things are going bad. So she's using her power in the way that a teen like her would, which is like oh to to skip over those awkward moments that a lot of us had. Um, or to undo, uh, you know, potentially fatal decisions or whatever. But, like, well, there's only one moment. Hmm? It's the paint thing. You're thinking about the paint the thing. The paint thing. Oh, well, no, 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 Oh, no, well, no. then I guess your fucking, no, your point is pointless. Because no, she pranks the, the shit out of, out of Victoria. Well, and then, but the, the quote-unquote right option is to apologize to Victoria or whatever. But no, I'm talking about when you're trying to get into Frank uh, Bowers' RV. Yeah. And you go into the diner, and you have to set off, like, uh, a perfect chain of events right. or something to get him to give you his keys. But the whole thing is, like, you can... There are two options you have. You can spill his drink, um, yeah. and he gets really mad, or you can drop his beans on the floor. <laughs> and so, and yeah, you drop oh, his beans man, on the floor. Oh, man, you dropped my goes, beans. And then he goes, he goes, what the hell? And he gets up, and he slides on them, and, and hits he slides <laughs> on his head. And, and and I like laughed and I was like wow that's like the first time Max has done something actually funny with her time powers yeah um, which is like literally all I would be doing um, right but so yeah I just I mean I don't know that that was a tangent mm-hmm. but I just wanted to address that because I was thinking about it right well so before um, before we tie off this section I I would say that yeah. there's an interesting dimension to the decision making in here um, before we kind of maybe get into you know kind of that a little further to close off is that um you get to see like all of your friends decisions also yeah you get to see like the percentage of who decided what um and like i said like you know if you didn't let daniels or all you you're racist but i think that if uh you know, I, I my mind immediately went when I saw that that you could see your friends' decisions. My mind immediately went to like a future where some like you can stalk somebody by that by like the decisions they make in an increasingly oh fine grained video game. Like that's just like somebody's doing that. Somebody's probably already done that. They like gifted somebody Life is Strange in like an oblique way to find out how they'd act under a certain situation. Yeah, little nightmare there for you if you you know. So. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry. So life, Go life on, is life is strange. The decision making. Yeah. Ultimately, I don't know. You don't really. You make some decisions, but do they really like matter? Do they really? You really don't really go. Um, you know, people live or people die, but the wraparound story is like basically the same. You only get to choose, like between two endings, right? Yeah. So it's well, less like this life of infinite. You know possibilities or whatever, and it's more like the same deterministic path that most people will follow in their in their lives. I mean, the choices add up to, I don't know, because uh, now that you say that, I'm just trying to think of an example. They don't add up, dude. The endings are the same no matter what. No, 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 no. I know, but I'm trying to think of how they affect things in the meantime. Oh, like no, your your ending's slightly different if you make certain choices, like. 
with Chloe, if you make a certain amount of quote-unquote good choices uh, towards Chloe, like, you, if you step in when David's yelling at her, if you, uh, yeah. you know, if you let her steal the money, if you do all these things, then at the end, you, um, she kisses you. You, you, like a romantic, a long romantic kiss. Oh, um, wow, I guess I that, was an a-hole to my friend, because I didn't get Yeah, she, I didn't she didn't, that. right? No, I didn't. Did, well, what ending did you pick? Well, I picked the I picked the one that the only one that made sense, which was to destroy the yeah, whole fucking town. Her. Oh, oh, to sacrifice Chloe. Did you did you destroy the? Yeah, town? I totally destroyed the town, dude. Love is did you? love is forever, Sean. I <laughs> have you ever no, been I'm a so, teen? I, Are you fucking I, kidding I, me? I, you sacrificed like that would never. No teen would ever make that goddamn decision, and you know it. No teen would. Absolutely not. Non-negotiable. The fire that you know burns crazy? Have you... in, in a teen when, when you're fucking infatuated with somebody is pure goddamn euphoria. No, no, but have you looked at the, the stat breakdown of who picked what? Because um, yeah, uh, think... as it stands on PSN, 47% chose to destroy the town. Fifty-two percent chose to sacrifice Chloe. Oh, so you um, you think all the you think all the thirty-year-olds desperately trying to relive their teenage years, who are the only three million that played <laughs> this game, like you think that they didn't make the rational decision? I put myself in the shoes of a teen, Sean. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> to find out that you didn't too. Well, because this is okay. No, no, this actually leads into a something. And you really liked the about. bright eyes song. I know. Well, no, let's talk about this. Let's talk All about right. this because I, okay. I was thinking about um, so I I said this earlier. I think we were talking about maybe we were talking about this in just an off the cuff call, or maybe this isn't an episode. But we were talking about how I get really frustrated at games like this, mm-hmm. um, when, when choices matter because it feels like there's a right way to play it, and that I'm not. There's a risk of me making a decision that's dumb. And now the decisions. When I say dumb, I don't mean. That it, how do you put this? No, that the decision, like, you make the decision in the situation that seems correct, but then the game reams you for it. It's like, oh, you thought you were doing the right thing by saving this person. Turns out they're a serial murderer. Not related to to Life is Strange, necessarily. Just, you know, that kind of thing. No, totally. Well, and so so the thing is, like, oftentimes when really big decisions happen, I look them up. Yeah. Because I, because what I... I care more about the integrity of the narrative than I do about the integrity of my mm. reaction to the outcome of my choices. Sure, um, that makes sense. Because I know what my I know what my reaction is going to be is it's going to be all oh, beans, <laughs> like oh right. I, I know it's gonna be, I win you know, rats. I think that's yeah. a very good point because and that I think that ties together our our kind of mutual idea about this is that really, dude, life is strange would be a better TV show. It in would. almost it every would. single way, in almost every single way, except the relationship between Chloe and Max, which is the real story. Yeah. Like, it really it's, it is. And, you know, despite the fact that it is basically your standard, like, you know, Manic Pixie Dream Girl story, the interplay between the two, it's, it's not just subtle, it evokes okay. a specific type of relationship that pretty much almost everybody... If you've had any number of friends or if you've ever really had a best friend or if you've had a few best friends in your life you've experienced, which is that Chloe is a genuine asshole. She's a real dick. She's a complete dick. She flies off the handle at the the smallest things. Great realistic choice of writing in that. And she cools down later. Mm -hmm. And she – the problem is is that she's an asshole who makes it worth it. 
So yeah. what well, you're doing, you're holding Caulfield. Yeah, she actually yeah. is, which is a little ironic considering you know Max. Because, Max's yeah, your name. last name is Caulfield in the game, right? But, but well, no, it's a yeah. There's nothing. Sorry, I think on. well, there's nothing more realistic than the feeling of constantly or not realistic, but that that hits home in constantly rewinding. You're rewinding and redoing a situation because Chloe did something or said something stupid or or flew off the handle, and you had to go back and you had to fix it and you had to clean it up. That is exactly like having a friend who's, for lack of a better word, like a black hole. You're just constantly (laughs) trying to like, "Uh, uh, don't, don't, uh, uh," because you love them and because they do ultimately, in some sense, make it worth it. And life is strange really fucking crystallized that. And I think yeah. that's the only reason this couldn't have been a baller-ass miniseries. Yeah, no, because, I mean, that's the thing. And, all, like, also there are these moments, like, um, the moments where, like, so after you break into the school, you sleep over Chloe's house, and you wake up, yeah. and you're lying in bed together. You take the picture, and then you're lying there. And then that Bright Eyes song starts yeah. to play, which I, like, retroactively dislike Bright Eyes. Like, I really liked them mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Um, but I, I grew to not like Bright Eyes as much just because it's, like, kind of wimpy. Yeah, yeah but I the song Pull My Hair is honestly, weirdly, one of the, the sexiest songs that exists. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's a great song. So they're playing Lua. They're Fuck playing that Lua, song. Which um, was my favorite Bright Eyes song when I was younger. <sighs> of course. Um, of course know, it was. I know, I know. Um, but so you can stay in bed and listen to the whole song, and the game, like... It doesn't prompt you to get up, but I... Because yeah. for a moment I thought it was just a cutscene, mm-hmm. and then I realized, like, oh, I, I can get up. I just can take in this whole moment. And the game's really good, at, and I think as Mark Brown says this yeah. in one of his videos, yeah. like, the game, one of its kind of, uh, not revolutionary, but mm-hmm. innovative things is that it lets you sit. <laughs> it True. lets you I, yeah. soak it in. I do. Um, I like... So I like that, and I like... I don't like most of the, the kind of the thought things that she has going on. Oh, no. Because, you know, after every single choice you make, it doesn't matter what. She neurotically self-doubts it. I think that's a realistic reaction, but I'm already doubting it enough. I don't need you to tell me to doubt it also. Um, yeah. But, like, that, I think, is really... It, it, it is definitely innovative, and I loved how that shit gets subverted in the nightmare sequence. That's one of the few parts oh, that genuinely got to me in that in that whole thing, because most of it was just like, it was like, welcome to my twisted mind, triggered yet? And like, most of it was just like, <laughs> it was just, just relentless, like the, it wasn't even neurotically realistic, it was just like, uh, you know, it was like Nathan Prescott, you know, being like, Man, can't wait to dig up your best friend's body and then have sex with it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? He's just like lightning damage yeah. on his forehead. Oh like... my god! <laughs> 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 right. He hands you just a full condom, just full. <laughs> he just gives it to you. He's just. <laughs> He's just. <laughs> He's like, I didn't fill this. I. <laughs> Good, good, good. Oh, that's um, good. Okay, real quick, I, yeah. you know, finally, before I, before we move on, I think there's um, there is a little kind of a minor verb, maybe in the in the. It's kind of an offshoot of looking, where you do. There's that point where you have to put together some stuff. You have to do like a little bit of analysis, and this game does 
let you do that. Like, it really kind of does have this, well, I hope you remember this, or at least, it, like, kind of makes you pay attention because there are a few places in which you see things that might be useful, uh, and you got to kind of remember them. Like, I remembered the code, the 542 thing that was underlined on Nathan's scrap of paper to get into the dark room, purely because I, like, missed two opportunities to remember something earlier, and I was like, oh, shit, this looks important, actually, even though it doesn't apply right now. Yeah. Um, but the thing about, I don't know, the detective work was fine, but it just kind of got me thinking, you know, there wasn't much like anonymous sources stuff. And that, then that took me, I was just thinking about that. And, you know, dude, Deep Throat is a good fucking informant code name. And you know why? Is because it captures my interest like immediately. I'm so much more inclined to listen to someone called Deep Throat than if their code name was something like shallow mouth or uses a lot of teeth i hear that and reflexively <laughs> think well there's nothing for me here and then i just ignore them <laughs> nothing pain nothing <laughs> okay nothing pain. so yeah. yeah and then i think that kind of that ties together our thoughts on the gameplay so let's do that thing let's do the uh let's do a little ideological analysis huh let's do it okay so max is She's not, and I know you have a couple of counters to this, she's not an incredibly sexed character, right? None of her, none of her kind of, you know, feminine, I guess, no, feminine secondary sex characteristics are well pronounced. Um, Frankly, she's pretty androgynous. And I think that was, I think that was a a storytelling move or maybe an audience getting move on the part of these two French uh, the two French hipsters that made this game, um, because it lets you do soft, uh, soft. It lets you do Scott Pilgrim um, with kind of this soft boy character. It lets you do that in a way that just isn't like that doesn't kind of lean on um, existing like you know male tropes or kind of almost lean on blase misogyny. Right? It lets you yeah. cast a very wide net. You can really get anyone who's kind of a soft boy or soft boy adjacent in this, uh, you know, in here. And it it works well, right? It does. Um, Yeah. And that extends, I think, even a little bit further um, to uh, just the general way that the the characters are ideologically represented. In a way... I would argue in a little bit that it's almost like it's like the neoliberal kind of so you know that tweet it's like you know it's like the the conservatives it's like conservatives uh, it's, we're gonna round up every brown person and 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 put them in a camp and then it's like the liberal response is like hire more female guards <laughs> you know it's a little bit almost like. You know, no one has really a strong ethnic identity in this game. Yeah. Pretty much no one has a strong sexual identity. I mean, you know, they're, they're you know, they're kind of like quasi-lesbian best friends with wonderful romance. But, like, you get one person, okay. one person comments on that, and that's just the, the dickhead. The, you know, the, 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 yeah. the shitty rich boy villain. But... Um, you really, know, really quick. Yeah, uh, he, I sorry, mean, he calls thought, them. A, he calls them a you know a gay slur. But then, kind of in the rest of it, it's like this stuff is completely looked over. And I that's not necessarily a criticism 
it's just to me it, it has a degree of colorblindness to it like this is yeah. really an idyllic pacific northwest town um and maybe it is the kind of you know insular environment where that's possible um but yeah. it very much reads to me as like kind of a meritocratic future where it really doesn't matter what your background is at all yeah. just so you know you're like a good person or you can do x y and z which really isn't the yeah. fucking case but you, you have a, resp- but, a response sure yeah no 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 because i was gonna say like because you, you, you've you said this maybe maybe you said it before when we were recording but um you say that the there's no sexuality or reference to sexuality, and like again, no, I, mean, I don't mean completely. there is. It's just nobody ever explicitly says I'm gay, I'm this, whatever. No, well, um, th- but it's but also it's, not even like there's no. You don't see like no one sees Chloe and Max holding hands and they just go oh, like that doesn't even happen yeah. at all. It's like well, not remarked. Now here's on. My, okay, but go ahead. Now here's my now here's my except for the one guy who calls them dykes. Right, yeah. who is like and, the fucking and, villain, right? So but, of course but, he but, would. But, but sure, but, go ahead. But so I think that for one, these two characters. I mean, if we're actually looking at it from the, the a narrative perspective, I mean, these two characters are still figuring things out. Totally. So none of them, and again, I mean, this is a game that was made in twenty fifteen. Chloe. Whereas is... in the nineteen nineties, Chloe... labels were. Ah, sorry, Sean. Um, Chloe fucks canonically. Yeah, like no, but also dude, but Rachel though. Well, yeah, she um, fucks Rachel. But not yeah, maybe well, actually, you know, that's and, not and actually stated, but I would assume it's true. Mm, I think so. They actually released the prequel, and I got it. Yeah, and I still have to play it, but I assume it's gonna happen at some point in there. I'd be amazed if it didn't. Um, yeah. But maybe you have the choice. Maybe you have the choice sort of like here. But yeah, the, sure. The point that I was getting at okay. was that like, so there are a couple ways to handle sexuality when we're talking about stories, right? Right. And the way that characters... So so sexuality, like anything else, um, is just a piece of your personality. You're a million words, you know? Right, uh, okay. John Green bullshit, yeah. And 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 none of them is, is you. You are all of them. You're all these different things pulling in different directions. So... Your sexuality is one shard or facet of your, um, you know, your experience. Yeah, um, sure. Or your personality. Uh, and I think, like, whereas in the 1990s and, and even maybe the early 2000s, whereas labels, and in the 80s, too, because the labels, like, you know, older um, gay, queer folk fought for the labels. They fought for them. Yeah. They, want, they wanted the right to be, they didn't want to have to hide. They fought for the label. And now we're moving into this we're moving past that where you have a lot of younger people who, because the labels become kind of more increasingly acceptable mm-hmm. then now the labels being issued to some degree. So like there are a lot of people who have these gay queer tendencies, but who maybe wouldn't come out of the gate saying it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Okay. Th- this is kind of beside Wait, the point. By the, the way, point that I'm getting at is that you're, yeah. you glitched a little. So I'm assuming what you said is come out of the gay saying, <laughs> come out of the gay zone. Um, yeah. But no, like, like uh, well, so the thing is, in stories, I get really frustrated at this ham-fisted way that especially straight writers deal with sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and video games are this great example. Um, I'm thinking specifically of Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Now, I don't think 
Well, you know, Anthony Birch wrote Borderlands 2. He might have left the company by the pre-sequel, but he also might have been a supervisor. Yeah. And my whole issue is like, okay, so in the pre-sequel, one of the first characters you meet very loudly and and uh, excitedly kind of exclaims to you that she's gay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, and I might be exaggerating, but she basically, she's got a southern accent, and she's like, yeehaw, I'm as gay as the day is long. Or something like that. And if you play as a female character, she immediately kind of preys on you, which is this is the Ooh, thing. Like, I don't like they try that. to make it no. They try to make it this kind of quirky thing where she's like, oh, like a nervous boy, like uh, uh, this trope, right? Yeah. In high school. Yeah, like, oh, I, I sure. like you so much. So they try to play it off like that, but it ends up becoming this other stereotype, which is like the predatory lesbian. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like yeah, the the which is like such a it's it's a bad gay joke, and so in their attempt to be inclusive and to write this gay character, they 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 took their dick and they put it right into their butt, and you know what right. I mean? Like it was just such a yeah, um, and this happens constantly, and and I get really frustrated by it. So I think in Life is Strange, what I really appreciated is that it's said without ever being said, but not even in the weird. Uh, cloistered way mm-hmm. um because uh, are they gay i mean maybe maybe uh it was just a stretching of of platonic love when they kiss i mean you can kind of interpret it to be romantic but i don't know i mean uh, chloe does say i love you after that and so yeah. i think the thing is like my, my whole thing is what i liked about it was that at no point did the characters like the writing was better than that no it and was the writing wasn't it, amazing it, no it got the it like the great thing about this game is how much obsessive detail the they researched they really went deep on the research although i do got to say with respect to the gay thing you know what you're saying is i think it's a beautiful thesis but like if you spent like five minutes on tumblr i you can't you can't go three posts without someone going damn I'm fucking, I'm fucking gay. <laughs> like that's like well, a, so there's, that's like a meme though. And that's but wonderful. not even the I'm no, gay meme. No, I know, I know, I know, no. And it's, it's, it's like it's, a different one. To some degree, one. it's wonderful. To some degree, it is because mm-hmm. I'm glad that people that we're kind of living in this time now where people feel as though they can, you know, do that yeah, and share sure. that with some relative freedom. I mean, even in real life. But I, I mean, my God, I'm coming from a place in high school. I mean, mm-hmm. fag was used against me, and I was hit. You know, I. Damn. Like, these are things that I experienced. Yeah, and like, same. And no, and that's the thing. It's like, no, that maybe has more to do with masculinity than sexuality. But there was a point that I can remember being, I'm not even that old, mm-hmm. um, where, and, you know, and it's like, maybe it still goes on. I mean, I'm so far removed from it at this point that I don't know. But from what it seems like, it's kind of like less so. Um, yeah, like rapidly going out the door. No, probably not. Yeah. Especially because you um, have so many living, you know, living homophobes and all that shit. But For sure. Right. But the, the system is slowly eradicating them. Um, Making well, it harder for them to oh, operate. Oh, buddy. So, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, yeah. dude. Um, I mean... Let me, let me backpedal. Let's come... Yeah. Well, I would like to backpedal to what I'm... So, without, kind of yeah. what I was further getting at, which is that, like, yeah. it really is, like, a lot of this game seems very nicely paved with respect to that exact thesis, that these things yeah. are, like, they're going out the door, like, you know, that it, it's kind of the, you know, the way of, of, it's a very progressivist game, and I mean that almost in the way that people say progressivism pejoratively, um, 
Yeah. So let's let's talk. Um, uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk the guys in this game. Let's talk about the men. Yeah. Let's let's, let's talk yeah. about them. First of all, if you're, um, you know, if you're a man, you are valid. Let's get that right out right out the way. Um, <laughs> but never be afraid to say. Yeah, that you're, you're valid if you're a man. And but okay, so first of all, I th- um, there you get a, a text at one point in the game. Um, and it's, it's just like, feminazis will be eradicated. And I looked at that and I was like, oh, that's realistic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. like super realistic. No, same, same. That's probably the most realistic thing that happens in that game. Um, right, but so the thing, okay, so the guys in this game, uh, it's like, it, they're weirdly like unsexed, except for like Prescott. So Prescott, he's basically like a date rapist, right? Um, yeah. But you don't, they don't really go very hard into that. I laughed not because of that it's funny, but because of the way that you pronounced it. What? I just want to clear that up. The way it, date rapist. I did not say, I did not say, I did not say rapist. Uh, we're going to yeah, rewind the tape on this and you're going to have to, you're going to have to eat my shit. You're, no, I, no, I, I did not say it like that. You said rapist. There's no way I That's, said that. You did. I, Dude, I'm going to play it back for you. I'm going to play it back. I'm going to play it back to you. And when I do, I'm going to play it back like over your fucking grave. Okay. I'm going to be and but it's going to be like at the end of a long life. I'm going to be it's, really fucking crying, say, dude. I'm going to be really gonna, fucking broke up like, you know, when we like yeah. both die of old age or whatever, but you and die first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be standing over yeah. my grave, and I'm gonna be a playing that over. And you're gonna I'm gonna be playing you saying it. rapist. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's just gonna be you saying rapist <laughs> over and over again. Dude, just <laughs> imagine like an old dude in a fucking <laughs> graveyard standing on yeah. someone's grave, <laughs> playing over like and over and over in his voice. Yeah. No, because people are gonna yeah, because people are gonna be like, wow, that's either really righteous or really sad. <laughs> Like, those are the two, <laughs> as someone with no contextual oh, information, fuck. those are the two, Okay. those are the two outcomes, Okay, yeah. so, <laughs> alright, so Prescott, okay, but Madsen, so Madsen, um, and first of all, he had, the guy had a pretty, pr- pretty realistic setup, he had that, like, little sticker that it said, like, you know, uh, I don't call nine nine one one. I almost said don't call nine eleven. I know. I he, he has that like sticker. This fuck you. He says yeah. Don't. It's a, I don't call nine one one. It's got like a grenade on it. And um and you know I was looking at the guns and as someone who really proudly only knows gun names from YouTube videos where people make custom firing animations for CS:GO, even though I've been in the army, I have to say Madsen's setup was very realistic. Yeah. Uh, right. It's, but so he's stalking Kate Marsh, basically. But it's like not sexual. And ultimately, yeah. he kind of, he just, the dude just like has PTSD, right? Like it's kind of fairly obvious. But like, I think you were saying earlier, like if, if he was a, this is real life, there would undoubtedly be a weird sexual edge to it. But yeah. there's not. Um, but that's because he represents the surveillance state. You see, the surveillance state isn't sexual. Uh, the surveillance state just wants what's best for you. And this will tie into my whole thesis <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, right. And so, Madsen, right? Now, and then we come to the, the twist, which I fucking called at the start, dude. I fucking did. I looked at that guy. I saw the poster. I was like, it's him. Oh. 
now the second he said I could trap any one of you in a dark corner. Yeah. <laughs> they keep playing. They Dude, play no, that really. back he like said, four times. Yeah, no. They keep playing it back to you as if you at didn't the end, get it. At first. Yeah. No, the second he said it, I was like, I hey, obviously this guy is doing whatever he's it is. He's doing it. He's I don't think they even got it. to it yet. No, no. Oh, you just saw there was a missing girl, and, and I heard says, that. I could trap any one of you in a dark corner. Exactly. I was like, this is well. Yeah. This is so. I started up this game, and I was like, okay, well, this is Twin Peaks. So he's the murderer. Like he, um, yeah. right. And but so, yeah, Jefferson and this also, I think ties into my notion about like the progressivism thing is that the real villain of this game, like he says all this shit about innocence and corruption. It feels hackneyed. It feels like a, like a post hoc, like justification. He yeah. talks, but, but like really Jefferson is a male ally. In the most yeah. sinister sense, he's like one of those dudes that's like, oh man, I just, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm really, it's just so, it's just so shitty what, what, what guys do. It's just so, so terrible what, what men do. Um, by the way, uh, hey, check out this cool picture. Oops, I meant to send you this nice doggo, but it was actually a picture of my dick. Yeah, that was, <laughs> they call it performative allies. What'd you think? think? Sorry, I mean, sorry. Learning and growing, <laughs> learning and growing. I think somebody made, uh, like, a post like that. But it really is, like, it's, it reminds me of, like, the just the myriad of, of Tumblr men who are, like, really out there for feminism or, like, they're really combative in, like, in, in, the, in the, the, you know, the visible sphere about it. And then they, it turns out they've just been jerking off in, in front of underage girls just, like, like relentlessly. Like, like just yeah. repeatedly, you know... Um, or something equally as, 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 you know, is uncomfortable because, you know, and they're like 27 or 28 or something, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, you know, but he doesn't do, he doesn't do sex crimes on that. Well, no, he does because the robbing of agency, right? And when you rob somebody, you rob somebody of their agency, it's, it's pretty analogous to a sex crime. That's kind of, you know, what the act is, but I, yeah. I don't know. You said like it was kind of refreshing that there wasn't that. Yeah, at least not it was already, visibly. What he was do because what he was doing was already bad enough um, that there didn't need to be the sex aspect to it. Yeah, I feel and like it, so many I feel other like if they slapped. Games, a, I mean, I think of they like Assassin's they, Creed Two. Sorry, really, Assassin's Creed Two. Yeah, no, dude. Well, no, they, if they just listen, slapped. Listen, if yeah. they just oh, hit the mic. If they just slapped the rape on top of it, it would be really. It would be, you know, it would be fetishistic. Yeah. It's like all it would, these it would, it would be, It's like all these fucking yeah. war movies like Saving Private Ryan or all this shit like like Band of Brothers. It pretends like it's it's you know, it's anti-war like or whatever, but it oh, revels it in up. the spectacle. It loves watching these you men can't. try and pull their guts back into their body and add to date like pretty much the only anti-war film, and I haven't watched like the Deer Hunter or whatever. But the only anti, like almost genuinely anti-war film, is Dunkirk because you never it's see Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> sorry, sorry, because so, so, you never, Listen. you never see it. You don't see it. You yeah. just see the terror. You see the fallout. You see all that shit, but you don't see, you don't get to watch the spectacle because watching the spectacle puts you in the fucking it, gaze of the it person. Glorifies it glorifies it. What? Yeah. It glorifies it. Well, yeah. You can't, and there's it a quote. There's a quote. I don't remember what the director said. It forces you to identify with the perpetrator. Is, 
you you can't make an anti-war film without the war part. Right. <laughs> like, which glorifies it. There's no way to do it. Um, but, yeah, no, I will... Assassin's Creed 2, really quick, talking about mm-hmm. unnecessary rape in stories and in video games. Like, so in Assassin's Creed oh, 2... Oh, right, like, with the mom and the... beginning... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I don't think anything happens to your sister, but your mom is, is assaulted, God. is raped, whatever. They don't say it, but it's like... And this is... It's, it's oh, there's a name for it. Like, uh, a woman in the refrigerator Yeah, or no, that's exactly the yeah. name of the... Tr- is, it's just like someone who's... who Their only existence serves to, to um, you know, further the pain of a, of a man so that he can yeah, act with justification... Sure. You know, act with yeah. regards to that action to the da- you know the damaging of a, a woman, right? Um, and that game yeah, did well, avoid it, and I think very largely smartly. Um, yeah, to, for all of its re- you know kind of reliance on these classic tropes, which they talk about subverting them. I don't know about that. They don't subvert well, them that no, hard. No, well, and I think because then without the sex aspect, I mean, and 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 this is the thing we talked about is that like it was refreshing that that wasn't a part of the crime, but also kind of unrealistic. It kind of makes Mark Jefferson like a Scooby-Doo villain. Like, actually. <laughs> like he's, like, I, he's like, he's lurking, he's prancing about the room. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he's literally, he's like one inch away from giving you the, we're not so different, you and I, speech. Oh, Both of us like to capture people. You know? Like, mm, <laughs> oh, God, no, oh. he's like, oh, look at your iris. Taking yeah. so many wonderful pictures of me right now, aren't you? Yes. And I was like, or as you would say, on, selfies. Oh, I do hate that word, oh Max. Maximilian. Yes. Oh, but you and I, we're both photographers. Mm, mm. In my, in my, in my torture, my torture dungeon. Mm-hmm. Now like, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's you're completely right about that. And I'll say though, it does do one nice moment that that you know us yeah. us regressive, uh, you know, you know us regressive people like me could really kind of appreciated preying on you know their deepest seated. Uh, deepest seated fears or whatever uh, is the scene where you know Max has to sit in the, the big chair and just oh, get repeatedly God. cucked. <laughs> where where she just has to <laughs> sit in the chair and just watch like <laughs> Max is so much less hot than you, Victoria. You know, like, just oh. over and over like the no, worst it's just like, it's... male teenage yeah. fear like that exists. <laughs> yeah, you kept calling her the androgynous soft boy Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, which is really accurate. And, well, and I, I think it's just funny, like, because c- it's cucking, right? It it's is, like, absolutely. It's, it's that word. She's just getting cocked repeatedly, yeah. dude. Yeah, and it's like, you know what it is. Like, and it, it pre- I mean, as a probably 30-year-old man playing this game about teenage girls, um, <laughs> you know, you're that it speaks to something. Like, that part was written for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, whoever you are... Whoever you are, you're feeling your skin crawl around, and it's because it's because it's such a primeval fear. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it's such you a you can see yeah, it, right? Like, you you see small man on a big chair, and immediately <laughs> you're like he's watching the woman. He the loves chair's fucking huge, dude. Nail. The chair is so big. No, it's like I mean, we were talking about it. it's like in, in in the Matrix, like if the chair when when Morpheus is giving Neil like the. Mm, will Alice go deeper down the rabbit hole? If his chair was even slightly bigger, like it would be, you would immediately project onto that. Like you would, <laughs> Neo, what are you doing with my wife? <laughs> like, oh fuck! It was really smart of the Wachowskis to avoid that. It was very, 
It was. It was. It was smarter no, than that because right. that would a whole other the, set of the problems. The most terrible thing about the cuck scene is that yeah. you just fucking know somebody was like rewind because you can rewind during that scene. Someone oh. was just rewinding it over and over and just. <laughs> Yeah. Sitting in their that's, that's small man in their big chair, you know, getting their cuck on. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oh lord. It's yeah. It's. <laughs> um. Well, so then, where does that where does that leave us? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, I've been talking yeah. about it, but there is really kind of one thing. I think it lurks kind of under the surface, uh, where I don't think you really. It's not. Like, if you're looking for it, you can see it. And it kind of twists and changes the real meaning of this story, which is that the relationship between Chloe and between Max is, like, the only thing that doesn't revolve around social media. (laughs) No, no, but it's true. Oh, God. So this story, it kind of becomes a story about how techno-capital inadvertently (laughs) destroys teenage youth and in a sense jefferson in his stupid thing about how oh it's about the death of youth he was kind of a little bit you know that was almost like the thesis of 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 this 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 underlying um this underlying idea right their relationship isn't anywhere on social media and most of the horrible things that happen to people and drive the stress into most people revolve around social media, you know, the cake getting posted is constant like, oh, I took your photo down. Oh, I put up this photo. It's, you know, it's getting so many likes, right? The only part of it is is Max and Chloe that don't, you know, their relationship is completely ensconced. It's completely away from all of that shit. And that, and that's the under, underneath it, that's the idealism. And so I want to yeah. read you an excerpt um, from an, 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 uh, an essay that, that, you know, that like I, so I wrote this, I wrote this, uh, this little bit, uh, about kind of the underlying, the techno capital stuff. And first of all, I just like to say, uh, haters say, I never see your name on a steam in-game notification card. And I say, <laughs> I never see your name on a Kotaku byline. <laughs> uh, it's called industrial society and its future. Okay, so the Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. They've greatly increased the life expectancy of those who live in advanced countries, but they have destabilized society, have made life unfilling, have subjected human beings to indignities, have led to widespread psychological suffering in the third world to physical suffering as well and have inflicted severe damage on the natural world. The continued development of technology will worsen the situation. It will certainly subject human beings to greater indignities and inflict greater damage on the natural world. It will probably lead to greater social disruption and psychological suffering and it may lead to increased physical suffering even in advanced countries. Now, the industrial technological system may survive or it may break it may it may break down. If it survives, it may eventually achieve a low level of physical and, and, and psychological suffering, but only after passing through a long and very painful period of adjustment, and only at the cost of permanently reducing human beings and many, many other living organisms to engineered products and mere cogs in the social machine. 
Furthermore, if the system survives, the consequences will be inevitable. There is no way of reforming or modifying the system so as to prevent it from depriving people of dignity and autonomy. <laughs> Life is Strange therefore advocates a revolution against the industrial system. Now this revolution may or may not make use of violence, it may be sudden, or it may be a relatively gradual process spanning a few decades. We can't predict any of that, but we do outline in a very general way. Okay, look, I'm just reading the Unabomber's this is, it's, it's the Unabomber's manifesto. I was letting you I was like I was I was waiting for you to stop me. Like someone should have stopped Ted oh, no. Kaczynski no, no, no. earlier. No. You, <laughs> you, I, I, I let you pull the pin on that one and and deal with it yourself. I hate, I, I hate that grenade. I was, like, I was like, how deep is he gonna get it? Like, how long is that manifesto? It's like, how deep is he gonna get it? Are you fucking dude? It's like, I got through three bullet points out of about, it's like, let's say maybe about, um, uh, fuck, like three hundred. Like three hundred paragraphs. Oh yeah, and I would have done it. Man. I would have done it too. You would have done it. I was. I, I just wanted to. I wanted to but kind of let it look, so, go. I wanted to see how far. Yeah. Right. So you know, and but ultimately, I do believe that there is this common thread of the you know the social media thing, right? It's you know like I'll you know I'll be thinking about the like you know Unabomber Manifesto aside. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I'll be sitting, you know, I'll be sitting down, like, you know, I just like, I finished Life is Strange, it's like sitting down in front of my computer, I took a, you know, like a, like a Walgreens $18 pipe that I haven't cleaned in the three years since I've got it, poured a bunch of shake weed into it, lit it with a, you know, with a match and, you know, puffed on it for a minute, smoke barely came through, so I had to, kind of like suck on it really hard and it cherried very big and and I just sat there kind of like, you know, wondering why am I like always the person that texts first? <laughs> you know, I was sitting there and it was it was like eleven it was like ten thirty and every night without fail I get a notification on my phone. And every time I see it, my heart fucking leaps. And then I just see it's the notification that says, hey, if you get to bed, you know, by 1130, you'll get your requisite <laughs> amount of sleep. And I think, you know, I'll just be laying there in bed just thinking. I won't be sleeping. I'll just be laying there just thinking. And that's what I really liked about Life is Strange is that it lets you do that. It lets you just kind of lay there and just, like, think about stuff for a little. You know? Yeah. It kind of... It really lets you just be for a little bit. And, you know, despite all the, the neoliberal, you know, progressivist engineering of the narrative, you know? Yeah. I think life is, like, pretty fucking good as hell. 